I'm excited about this message today. I really feel like the word, uh, God has put a word um, in my heart for you this morning. And um, so I'm excited about that. But last, uh, he was talking about First Wednesday and uh, our dear friends, Pastor Scott and Kelly were with us and we were talking about the building and we were talking about the one word. You know, uh, a lot of times we will talk about as a church or individually, what is our one word for the year, like what God is speaking to us. And Scott said, I bet yours is tractor supply. I said, no, it's John Deere. He laughed, we laughed because it is, it is like this season that we're in. And so as I was, uh, I was hosting and I, I was gonna be talking about the building a little bit on Wednesday, I really felt like the Lord just kind of showed me some things that I wanna share with you this morning. And I, w- I was pondering about thinking back to before we launched the church and just that exciting season and what that was like and even remembering whenever we, we, we had never launched a church before. So even remembering about when the equipment came in, the trucks rolled in and we unloaded the speakers and the children's environments and everybody was so excited because we had no idea what God was gonna do and what the, what, you know, the people that he was gonna bring. And, and so it was just such an exciting time and, and as we saw the Ark Churches this morning, uh, Jim and I have the privilege of going and uh, coaching church planners like once or twice a year. And so we sit at a table with them. They're usually planting in our region, in the state of Texas, and we fly to Alabama. And just hearing them, we did that recently, and just hearing them and listening to them and coaching them, you know, they're excited and they're praying and they're trying to find a venue and some of them are trying to find a city and, you know, they're getting their teams together. And, and it just, bring, it, you know, made me reminisce and kind of bring back some memories uh, which, you know, brought joy to my heart, but it was also a little, a little sad. I'm like, you know, we'll never get that sweet season again. But I felt like the Holy Spirit said, but you have this season. This is your first permanent location. Yes. Like, it's not just a building like this. There is something happening right now. And so I really felt like, you know, that God was just saying, like, it is your first permanent location. You know, and I was thinking, like, God is always moving, right? I mean, he's always stretching us and growing us, and, you know, he's moving, but he's, it's like everybody is at, at different times. And so I believe that in the life of a church, there are significant, pivotal moments where he chooses to gather, he's gathering everyone together and he's growing us and he's stretching, as we're stretching our faith, he's moving, but we're, it's all together. Like he's, he's moving, he's, uh, it's this season where it's like we're just being catapulted. It's like this, you know, it's not everybody at different times, but he's gathering everybody at one time. And I really just feel like it's this synergistic effect. You know, it's like, it's like as we're focusing on him because we're all believing and striving towards this thing, then, then he's able to move in a really powerful way. And you think like, why is it important to be stretched, right? You know, like why, why is it important that we're stretched? And that's because, because when we're stretched, it requires faith, right? It means, when, and faith is total and complete trust in God. And so if we're gonna stretch and we're gonna, put faith towards something, that means we're gonna have to completely trust God. We're gonna have to trust God more than we have before, right? 
And I feel like whenever God, God is using that opportunity to draw us in. God is always after our heart. I feel like he was showing me like, this is what I'm, I'm drawing, I'm, he's drawing his people in because we're trusting in him in this campaign. And I felt like as I was even preparing for the message, he said, there's a promotion and an elevation that's taking place spiritually. Like this, we're not just giving money to a building, like God is doing something in our church. And so there's an exchange that takes place and then I, I thought about it and I thought, is it possible to miss out? And, and I, I think there is, you know? And I, I felt like it's like, man, I, I need to share this. I need to make sure. I feel like there's some people here this morning that need to hear this. And when I say miss out, I don't mean miss out forever. But I mean, it's to, to realize that there is an opportunity here that God is moving, he's doing something. And I feel like, that whenever, um, you know, it's like, also I think you, can, you could give money to the campaign, which is great, and we can use it towards the building, but I would hate for you to miss out on the exchange that's taking place. Whenever we say, whenever pastor's saying stretch, like we could give money and say, look, I've got money to give, I don't mind giving to the church, but there's, there's something about when we are pressing forward and we're stretching and we're putting our trust in God. There's an exchange that happens and God is wanting to do something in your lives and I feel like in the body of, of Christ in our church. And so I am super pumped because it's, it's not just about a building, it's about what God is doing and I'm super, super excited about it. I do. I really believe I really believe that you'll never be the same. I believe that our church will never be the same. Once, because once, you're, once you've stretched your faith, then you're like, well, my goodness, I have the faith now. The enemy's not gonna, he can't attack me the way. He can't you know, do this in my marriage or this in my family or attack the finances because I remember what you did in that campaign. I'm operating at another level and I am being promoted. I'm not dealing with the same devils that I used to deal with anymore, right? And so God is, I really believe that as a body, he is elevating our church in this season. And so I'm excited about it. And so um, uh, as we get into the message, you know, if we're moving forward, um, which I believe that God is calling us to do right now, we know that it takes faith, right? And so in, in the Bible in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so if we're gonna move forward in faith, if we're gonna move forward, we have to have faith. And, if, and to have faith, faith comes by hearing, right? Faith comes by hearing. And so as Christians, we all need to be able to hear from God. And so I just think it's important, and I wanna unpack that a little bit this morning because I feel like sometimes when we say hear the voice, it can sound a little cliche. You know, it can sound a little Christianese, like, you know, we'll hear from God, but I really feel like there's important, some important things that I wanna share with you. There's actually three things that I wanna share this morning about hearing the voice of God. So the first thing is you have to tune out things that oppose God. 
So we have to tune them out. You know, when all four of my kids are at home, uh, we kind of have an open floor plan at our house. And so it's the, it, we have the office and it kind of opens up into the kitchen, which where our dining room is. And then, uh, then we have our living room, which was perfect when we launched the church because it allowed us to have big meetings and everything, you know, was kind of like it flowed together. But, you know, when all four of my kids are home, we'll have the TV in the, in the front office area on uh, playing t- a TV. We'll have the TV on in the living room with a game going on. And then we have Alexa in the kitchen playing music, you know, playing music. And then I have a child who's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on just a second. And then I'm like, I start running around turning stuff off. Right, I'm, I've got, I'm like, wait a minute, let's, let's turn off the music, let's turn off the TV, let's, hold on, okay. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm ready. Yeah. Now what do you, now what do you need, now, now you can talk to me because I'm ready for what you're, what you're saying. And I think sometimes that we can hear better if we turn off the extra noise yeah. in our lives and what is distracting us, right? Yeah. So some of you just might need to turn off some things and your life so that you can hear better from God. Maybe it's relationships and they don't understand why you serve and why you're on the dream team or you know, why you're given to legacy or why you go to 21 days of prayer and fasting and all, they don't understand what all that's about. And so you're trying to hear, but those relationships are causing some extra noise. Or maybe it's your own negative thoughts which is you know, why we have freedom in small groups so that we can get rid of those old patterns and those old mindsets. Sometimes it's our own thoughts. You know, I can remember, um, well, this, we were talking about the one word and uh, you know, I, this one word, I was, I, I, normally I get it early and I just didn't. And I thought, okay, well, God, you know, if I don't get the one word, I guess I'll just stick with the last one. Maybe I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I, it was discipline. So I was like, okay, maybe I just need more discipline, you know? And, uh, but this, this past week, we had the opportunity, the staff and the team to attend Pastor Kevin Gerald's uh, one, uh, one day, or what is it, Team Church. It's from Team Church, but it's a one-day conference. Um, but it was also his book release uh, called Naked and Unafraid. And so, yeah, it was, it was so good. I would encourage you to get his book. There it is. I would encourage you to get it. He's talking about vulnerability, and he's talking about King David when he was dancing in the streets and how he had to take, he took off his robe and uh, his heavy robe, his kingly robe, and his wife was in, the, was in the window watching, and she was a little bit, she didn't think that he should have done that. Like, he, she was a little bit disapproving of him, and, uh, but he had to take off the heavy robe so that he could dance freely and worship God the way that he wanted to and to be unafraid. And, uh, and you know, Pastor Kevin said, do you wanna dance in the streets or do you wanna watch in the window? And I, and I felt like I felt like the Lord told told me then that my word was believe, that it was to believe in me, not to believe in me, and to believe that I can do what He's called me to do, but also to believe in God that He is going to work through me to do what He said He's going to do. To believe that God can do it, because it's not about me, right? So it's. So it's sometimes it's overcoming those negative thoughts, like overcoming those thought patterns as our own negative thoughts. And uh, 
Sometimes it's, I love this scripture uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35, it says, I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best with as few distractions as possible. God wants us to have the fewest distractions as possible, not because he's putting restrictions, not because he's saying don't do this, don't do that, don't be in this relationship, but because he wants the best for us. He wants us to dance in the streets and not watch in the window, right? I mean, he wants the very best for us. And so, you know, we were talking about the kids and being at home and, uh, you know, I don't, how many of you like have kids or have been around kids? Right, I mean, mostly everybody. How many of you have been around kids on video games? Okay, so I'm like, it really reminds me. How many of you have you? How many of you have ever tried to tell them something while they're playing video games? Right. I was laughing because this is probably going to age me a little bit. I don't know if you guys, I might be the only one, but when I was, I, don't, I was growing up, I guess at some point, there was an old commercial and uh, it was like drug prevention and, and, and it said, it was this guy and he held up an egg and he's like, this is your brain. And then he cracked it in a frying skillet and he's like, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> I'm like, this is your kids. This is your kid on video games. <laughs> It just, there's no point to that. It just came up in my mind and I was like, I was like, I was just wondering if I was the only one that remembered that commercial. <laughs> but I think that's how God feels with us sometimes. You know, like, I mean, we're, I'm right there at the dinner table and I'm like, hey, hey, it's, it's time for dinner. It's time for dinner. And there's like, not even a blink. Like not a head turn, not a blink. And, and I wonder sometimes if that's how God feels. You know, I think, you know, I mean, because they'll tell me, mom, I want to know what time for, I want to know what time dinner is. Like, just tell me what time dinner is and I'll come. I'm hungry. Let me know what time. I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, it's time for dinner. And, there, and there's no response. Like there's nothing. And so I think, you know, maybe sometimes it's not about tuning out those things that oppose God, but maybe it's about, you know, maybe it is you're coming to church and you're serving on the dream team, but, and you're saying, God, speak to me. Like they're saying, you know, like, tell me, tell me. And you're saying, God, speak to me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know, I've, I'm not doing those things that I used to do anymore. I'm doing the right thing. God, speak to me. But yet we're so distracted and disengaged that we still don't hear him. I was, you know, I was just wondering, I'm like, because if, if you can't hear him, then just ask God. Ask God, God, is there anything that I am distracted with? Is there anything in my life that I need to tune out or turn off so that I can hear you better? I know I've, if you've ever been in a loud restaurant or been, you know, maybe you've been out and, uh, to a loud restaurant and you're trying to have a conversation and, and, you, and you can't hear them, what do you do? You scoot closer, that's right, you scoot in. You scoot a little closer because you can't hear. So I'm like, ladies, don't ever go on a first date to a loud restaurant. Those guys will be like, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. That's what Pastor Jim would do, he, he was slick like that. He'd be like, I can't hear you, come closer. I, I, don't, I just thought that, I mean, he would, he would totally do that. <laughs> He was smooth like that, yes, <laughs> funny. But we move closer, 
when we can't hear someone. So maybe it's not tuning out or turning off, but maybe it's just the fact that we need to get a little closer. We get in need to get a little closer to God so that we can hear what he's saying. Even if we're going to church, serving on the dream team, God's saying, come closer so that you can hear me. And so then that leads to the second point, which is tune into God every day. We have to tune into him to draw closer to him. And I love our church because our church is just a mix of people that have been saved for a long time, maybe some that haven't been saved for very long, or maybe some that don't even know God at all, you know, and it's just mixed. But every, but, I, but we know that God speaks to every believer. He speaks to every believer. In John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We are the sheep and he is the good shepherd. And it says that God speaks to us, that my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, that we know each other. And so we know that God speaks to every believer. And so the question is, is are we tuning into him every day? Are we moving closer so that we can hear him? Are we a sheep that's in the flock, that's within an earshot so that we can hear our shepherd's voice? Or have we left the flock without even realizing it and don't, we don't even realize that we can't hear his voice anymore? James 4, 8, I love this. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Come close to God and he'll come close to you. That's why 21 days of prayer and fasting is so powerful because we're drawing close to God every day. We're praying every day. We're getting up early. We're saying, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up early. I'm gonna go to bed a little you know, sooner than I normally do. And we're fasting and we're focusing and so we're, we feel close, we sense his presence, we, we hear his voice in, during that 21 days of prayer fasting. And then after the 21 days, it's like God doesn't go anywhere. He's still there, right? But I would have to just ask, are we still, as clo- are we still drawing closer like we were in the 21 days of prayer and fasting? Because he doesn't only speak during that season and time. God speaks to us every day. I love that uh, yesterday I called uh, Stephanie, my sister-in-law, and my baby niece, who is two years old, is, is getting to where she wants to talk and she wants to talk on the phone. And so then when I call her and they're in the car, it comes over the Bluetooth. And so she wants to talk. And she said, hi, Aunt Papa. She calls me Aunt Papa. And so, hi, Aunt Papa. And she's like, la, la, la. And she said, and I called like a couple of, she, I don't come to you house. And I was like, oh, good. And then she said a bunch of other stuff. And, and then I said, man, I need, because I remember when my kids were little, I said, man, I need to brush up on my baby talk. What did she just say? And she's like, oh, she said this and this and this and this and this. And I thought, wow. And then this morning, even as I was preparing, I thought she knew exactly what she said because she's close to her, because they know each other. They live together. They're talking all the time. So she knows exactly what she's saying. So, and you know, and God speaks to us in different ways. You know, he, he wants to speak to us and it's not just one way. He can speak to us in several different ways. He can speak to us, I believe that he can speak to us audibly. I've never personally had that experience, but I definitely believe that there are people that have and that can. There's also, he, and then also one of the main ways is, is the Bible. God loves to speak to us 
through the Bible and through scripture. And sometimes we read to learn and sometimes we're reading and it's like a scripture will just like hit us right between the eyes. I can, like, it's funny, I was remembering, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's actually a scripture in Proverbs that says, a nagging wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. I'm like, I mean, I've read that before and I was like, wow, really? I mean, you know, there's times where it just comes off the page and I was like, okay, Lord, (laughs) what are you trying to tell me? But sometimes it's encouraging. I mean, sometimes it's correcting and then it can also be encouraging. God can, God can speak to you. All it takes is that one word and it's like, it's like the wind beneath your wings. It's like there's a pep in your step because you know that the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings knows about your situation and he's speaking into your life. And you're like, God, you do, know, you do know what's going on. You are real. Like there's just so much joy whenever God speaks to you in, in your situation. It was never meant to be just a history book. It was, we got plenty of history books in the, in the libraries. It was never meant to be just a history book. The Bible was meant to be alive and active, alive and active. It releases things in your life when you read it. It's so good. Uh, Just a couple of scriptures. In Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and uh, and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. That's because you can be thinking something and you go to the scripture and immediately it discerns what is soul and spirit, what's God and what's not. Immediately it speaks to your situation and tells you what is God and it's the Holy Spirit or this is God or this is not. When you're nagging, it's not of God. Like, I got it, thank you. Like whenever, God, when he spoke to me. And, and then in Matthew chapter four, verse four, it says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's saying you can't, you were not meant to live just on physical food, but you need spiritual food. You need the word of God to feed your spirit. You weren't meant to live on bread alone. And as we get ready for March 1st, church, I encourage you, get into the word. Let him encourage you. Let him stretch your faith. Yes. When Pastor Jim said, write what you're believing on your commitment card, that's not just, that's not just for kicks. That's so that you, you can be believing. We can be believing. And get into the word and let him encourage you in this in Joshua 1.8, it says, the, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And so as you're meditating on it, you're thinking about, you're reading it in the morning, you're reading at night, your faith is being built, you're being encouraged because God is speaking to you. And so I just, if you, if you, have not been in your Bible, if you've not experienced what it's like for the Bible and the word of God to be alive and active in your life, I would encourage you, ask someone, reach out to someone and say, hey, help me with this. Maybe even, you know, small in your small group and pr- or pray and ask God, God, show me. Show me, just show me in your word, speak to me in my situation. I've even just flipped through the pages and I land, just land on something and I'm reading it and it's like, wow, I don't think that's by happenstance. I think God allowed me to open that page so that he could speak to my situation. 
The other thing is, the other uh, way that God speaks to us is just through other people. God will use other people in your life. God is a God of relationships. He wants you to be in relationships. He wants you to be involved in a body of Christ. He wants you to be in small groups and, and in healthy relationships that can encourage you. You know, uh, he speaks through people, and that's why whenever maybe you hear a message, you'll hear something different than someone else. After this message, he's like, well, what did you hear? Well, what did you hear? Well, that's because God is using me, but he's speaking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you differently. He's, that's how he is speaking to you. And so as pastors, like it's pastor's job to cast the vision and to take what he feels like God is speaking to him and share it but then it's our job to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? Because he'll speak to us through other people. But the challenge, you know, I was thinking one of the challenges with that is that if we're not tuned in to what God is saying and asking the Holy Spirit, then we will only be hearing what that person is saying. We're not hearing the Holy Spirit, we're hearing what that person is saying, which is re the reason why the enemy loves offense, right? Because if you're offended, then you're not gonna be hearing what God is saying. You're only hearing that person and then you won't receive what the Holy Spirit wants you to receive, right? Amen. And then there's our thoughts, which is the most common. Um, you know, God speaks to us through, by the Holy Spirit through our thoughts. And uh, sometimes we'll, we might say, it, it got, uh, the Holy Spirit is speaking, it, it say our thoughts, but sometimes we might say it's our heart. Right, like God spoke to my heart or God spoke to me and it's maybe in our thoughts and our heart might be kind of an emotion or a feeling, like I'm feeling like I need to maybe go do this for this person or, and how he, and sometimes it can be so quick. You know, sometimes it can be just a real fast and, and, and then immediately the enemy might bring doubt or worry or fear or, you know, he starts to just, it's basically, it's, it, he'll start to rationalize. Like it's never just blatant. Like it's never the exact opposite because he's a deceiver, right? He's, he's a deceiver. So he's just gonna tell you a little bit for you to believe, just, just cast a little bit of doubt. But one of the things that you can know is that God is not the author of worry or doubt or fear or confusion. And so if you're confused or you're fearful, that's not of God. It's not of God. And you know, one of the things that I have realized that, um, you know, may, there might be something God will speak to me, like it'll pop in my mind, you know, pay for this person's meal or do something for this person. Or maybe, you know, the Holy Spirit will just put something, put a person in my mind. And I know that I need to check on them or to pray for them or, hey, and they're like, man, I know I've really been going through a lot. And I've, the Holy Spirit prompted me to check on them and to see how they were doing. And, uh, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. I was like, <laughs> I know. I was, it was good. I was going to say something. Nah, I know. I don't know what it was, but I felt like, I don't know. Okay. But it, God's not the author of worry or fear or confusion. And so there's three things. It's not necessarily like biblical, thus saith the Lord, but there's three things that I usually use whenever I have something and I'm like, okay, Lord, is this from you? There's like three questions that I ask myself. Does it line up with the word of God? Like, you know, when God asked me to give, like one of the things that Jim and I just, we just operate, we just feel like you can never outgive God. You know, you can never outserve God, outsow God, you can never outgive God. And God is, 
God is generous and he is a God of blessing and generosity. And so we, don't, we know that that automatically lines up with the word of God. We don't, we don't have to struggle with that anymore. And then sometimes that, it's like, okay, when, does it line up with the word of God? One of the easiest things, instead, like, okay, am I gonna look up a scripture? Is the fruits of the spirit. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, love, do, does it line up with that? Or does it, you know, are there is the fruits of the spirit? The second thing is, does it bring peace? Does it bring peace in my life? You know, and it doesn't have to make sense. Like a lot of times, the first thought, uh, the first thought, I'll, it's like you think that, and then the enemy will bring doubt and worry and confusion, right? And so then it's like, wow, well, this doesn't logically make sense, but really it brings me the most peace. So if I go back to the first thing that I felt like God told me, then I have peace because it's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And then the last is, would the devil tell me to do it? Okay. Would the devil tell me to go to 21 days of prayer and fasting? Would the devil tell me to give in the moving forward campaign and be a part of the legacy team? You know, would the devil tell me to go and pay for this meal for this person? Would the devil tell me to, you know, maybe sometimes you're gonna share something in love that might be a little bit hard for someone to hear, but it's like, well, but if it's gonna produce fruit and growth in their life, then it gives you the courage to do it because it's like, well, the enemy's not gonna tell you to do that. Right? And so does it line up with the word of God? Does it bring peace? And would the devil tell me to do it? Those are, that's kind of like what I use. But the more that you yield to the Holy Spirit, the easier it is. Like sometimes we say the louder his voice gets, his voice doesn't really get louder. You're just more confident. It's just you recognize it sooner and there's not this, there's not this struggle, right? What I have learned is that, is that if I'm struggling with something, and I, if I'm like, it's weighing on me and I'm struggling with something, it's because I haven't fully surrendered it to God. I haven't fully surrendered that situation. And so I'm struggling with it. Like he's told me to do something, but the moment the enemy comes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And I'm worried and I'm fearful and it's scary. And I'm not sure. And what, what you know, what if the, I don't know about serving. I'm not sure if we can do this much and whatever it is, as soon as I start to do this back and forth, that's when the worry comes in. That's when the doubt comes in. But it, as soon as I say, nope, immediately I surrender it to God, that's where the peace comes from. Even when it doesn't make sense, that's where the peace comes from. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I feel like for a Christian, this is really where the power comes in. And this is something that I personally have had to develop in my life because you, your thoughts are your emotions. Like you're made, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions, but you also have a spirit being. And so you're taking your thoughts and your emotions that are real, that you feel. And sometimes it's our negative thoughts that we have thought our whole life. And now you're saying, I'm gonna change my thoughts and I'm gonna make it line up with the word of God. Well, that's not what the word of God says. That's not the word of, what the word of God says. And so I'm gonna change my thoughts. But that's what we have to do in order to, to move forward with what God wants us to do, right? And so there's so much joy in yielding to the Holy Spirit because we're not carrying the burden. You know, that we're not carrying the burden of our own decisions and trying to be the Lord of our life. It's like, God, I, it, this is exciting and I'm excited and there's joy because it's like, I don't have to worry about it because I'm doing what you call me to do, Lord. 
And then the last thing, the last thing is to move forward with what God has spoken. And it, it, we mentioned this earlier in John chapter 10, verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. He doesn't just say that my sheep listen to my voice and we know each other and I know them, but it says they follow me. They're, they're doing what, moving forward and doing what God has spoken. I'm just gonna share three scriptures really quickly. First John chapter five, three says, this is the love for God to obey his commands. Psalms 128.1 said, blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. We're blessed when we obey God. In James chapter one, verse 22, it says, do not merely listen to the word. I love this. Do not merely listen to the word so to deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Do what it is that God, so not only do we have a responsibility to be tuned in and hear God's voice, but it's to actually do what he says, what he's telling us to do, what he's speaking to us and leading us. You know, I can remember when I was in my 20s, I felt like God gave me pictures of me speaking and preaching and um, like just, it was just a picture of me standing on a stage and speaking, but it was like, I could tell that it was with passion. And I never told anyone. Like I never, I didn't even tell Jim until, I don't know, until we launched the church probably, until <laughs> we launched the church and, or, you know, just saying I actually had visions about that. But in my mind, I, I never told anyone, but in my mind I thought, okay, well, one day when I feel comfortable or one day when I'm finally mature enough or I'm bold enough, then I will know that it's time to go and do what you've showed me. The, what you've spoken to me, and, and, but it's not time yet. And it's not time, it's not time yet, but I'll know one day when it's that time. And, and it didn't really go down like that. It doesn't really go down like, oh, you're, you're bold and courageous and now you can set out to do what you do. No, it doesn't go down that way. It starts because I had to start saying yes to some things. I had to start moving forward and taking some steps to what I heard in, in the direction that I heard God saying. So that when Jim asked me maybe to share in a meeting or he asked me, they asked me to speak at ABLA. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, God, this is what you spoke to me. And I, I can't just, I'm not, that's not gonna just appear. So I'm gonna have to take some steps. I'm gonna have to move forward in what you told me. And, and I think maybe, you know, maybe some of you, maybe God spoke to you about being a pastor, being a small group leader, just being a leader in the church. And, and God's just saying, I'm just trying to get you to go to next steps. Like I've spoken to you, I've spoken to you. You're supposed to be leading and, and you're supposed to be, you know, th there's something in you and you know that God has called you. But, but he's like, can, can we just go to next steps? Can we just serve on the dream team? Can we just be, can we just move forward in these steps and what I'm calling you to do? I think, you know, and even as pastors, we, it's, God still stretches us and stretches our faith. In, in December, Pastor Jim, you know, God spoke to him about the building. And he felt like that, he felt like that we were supposed to move forward. But we didn't have a million dollars in our bank. <laughs> we didn't have that in, our, in, in this. And it, and it can be scary, right? I mean, you know, we're not sure. And normally he would never say anything. Like he would just wait and say, okay, let's figure it out. Let's get a little bit further down the road. But he felt like that's what God told him. 
And so he moved forward. He, he stepped forward and he said, hey, you know, he told the church, like, I think this is it. We're, we're moving towards tractor supply. He took a step saying, God, I'm going to move forward. I heard what you said, and I'm going to move forward because I'm going to put that seed out there. We're going to say, hey, I feel like this is what we're doing. You know, whenever there was a, um, a contract on the building, he went back, this is what God said. I'm going to go talk to the commissioner. We're going to have a meeting. I'm going to tell him about our plan because this is what God said. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to take a step in what God said. And so at some point, we have to ask, God, do I really believe what you said? Do I really believe that you're going to do what you said you were going to do, what you put in my heart a long time ago, the dream that I've had in my heart? God, do I really believe that you will do that? Do I really believe that you'll do that for me? And if we do, we have to start saying yes. I know I would rather miss God by trying than not doing anything. I feel like God honors our hearts. He, especially when if our motives are pure, I feel like you can't miss God. Like you're trying with all of your heart and maybe he was saying, okay, maybe it's a little bit this direction. But you know what? God, I feel like God honors our heart. He honors our effort to obey him because we're trying to obey him. I would rather dance in the streets than watch in the window. Like God, I trust you. And I just thought this year, God, I want to believe in you like never before. I want to be able to, to take off the heavy robe, those things that are weighing us down, maybe the mindsets or, you know, whatever it is. But God, I want to be able to dance in the streets, to live boldly for you, to give boldly, to serve boldly, to do things and trust that I'm not going to be at a deficit, that you're the God of miracles, that you're the God that you say that you are. Going to dance in the streets. I love, I'm gonna close with this scripture. I love this scripture. And it's really just in this season of moving forward. It's really been in my heart. I feel like it's just constantly in my spirit. And it's Ephesians 3.20 and it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God wants to do more than you can ever ask or imagine in your life. He loves you and he wants the best for you. So I think just, I think sometimes it's just us needing to tune some things out, needing to turn some things off, drawing closer to God so that we can hear his voice and then moving forward into what God has called us to do and what he's spoken to us. Amen. Yeah.